You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Radio Ramadan. Today's in conversation show is with myself, Maria Sharif, and my husband. And today we'll be discussing the topic which is travelling to Umrah with your children. As you will gather, going for Umrah with children is not exactly a typical holiday. For all the family to benefit, it requires careful planning to make sure that the children's needs are balanced with the parents' spiritual journey and ensuring the trip is memorable for our little ones. Our guests today are Aman and Shazia Durani, who will be conversing with us about their recent journey um, to the holy sites with their young children, um, and hopefully provide us all with some tips along the way. Welcome. So, Salam alaikum. Welcome, Salam. How are you? Yeah, good. How's Ramadan been? Yeah, it's been really good. I'm there. So. I'm not used to this, Fahad, you know, and Maria. Just normally, I'm used to asking the questions. There you go. Roll Shazia volunteered us, I think. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> masterclass today. So, uh, why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself, Shazia? Okay. Um, so, my, my name's Shazia. Um, we've got three children. Um, in, is it okay? Right, we've got three children um, boy, girl, boy. So, uh-huh. my eldest is um, 11, and then my daughter is eight, and the youngest is four. Four years old, okay. Um, what are your interests? Because we know that Aman is on the radio quite a lot, and so most of many of our listeners might be aware um, about your professional, that you're a doctor. Um, anything else that you want to add to that, Aman? No, I think. Um, <laughs> I guess it's just been involved with various different sort of community projects over the year. And I think met both yourselves when I at university. Yes, yes. At Gamsa and stuff. And I remember Fahid. Uh-huh. I could often reminisce about those days. <laughs> um, but I think Shaz, so Shazia is originally from down south. Yeah, I'm from Bradford. And uh, so Shazia was quite involved in a lot of stuff locally. And then I think busy just with the kids. And yeah. used to do a lot of community work down there. And yeah, we, my background as in, um, we grew up with um, ISB and YM, sort of part of our lives. <laughs> um, so Islamic work um, was something that we always did. Um, my dad, um, he still is, even even till now, an active member of uh, UK Islamic Mission. Um, right. So in our house, it was pretty much, you know, you don't sit about and waste time. You know, you, you should be doing something constructive. Um, and that was, you know, what was... Um, Sort of part of our lives from from day one. So in terms of community work, um, it's always been there from from a very young age. Um, Alhamdulillah. Any other hobbies that keep you interested? I do. Uh, I, I do Mendy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that was. It is more of a hobby. Okay. Um, but I've made it into a small little business on the side. So um, I did it a lot when I was at school, and I worked my way through uni by by doing Mendy. Um, and then when I got married and moved to Glasgow, I, I stopped and um, mm-hmm. had the children and it just wasn't sort of practical, you know, to be going out and... Um, you must be pretty good then. I, I don't know. She is, she, she is. I've, she se- I've seen the, the, <laughs> the photographic evidence, okay? She's never done Mendy on my beard though, so <laughs> I'll try to get... Man. <laughs> um, so um, have you travelled much as a family, um, other than going to Umrah, obviously? Um, we have. We've um, We've been to... So we've got family out in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, so we've been there quite a few times. Um, 
Uh, we've been to Pakistan with the children. Um, we've also been to Palestine with them. Um, so that was another sort of amazing trip that we had. And, and in fact, they were a lot younger then, and the youngest was only was, a year or two, one, I think. One and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, where else have we been? Morocco. Morocco. We've been to Morocco. Morocco. Um, so you've travelled a fair a fair yeah, amount yeah, with the children. Yeah, always yeah. with the children and with my in-laws, with Aman's parents. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And had you been for Umrah Hajj beforehand at all, before the kids? So know? when we um, got married, we went and did Hajj, and I think that was one of the things that had been, uh, people had advised, like, you try and go to Hajj, you know, as soon as you can, really, yeah. before you get tied down with work and yeah. also mm-hmm. with children. Uh, so humbly, we were really lucky that we kind of did it in, in our first year after getting married. Yeah, okay. yeah. So how did you find that? That was amazing. I think it was really good experience, and I think it was good. Certainly, it's, it's newlyweds as well, just to get to know each other a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it was really good experience, and because you, you hadn't, you had, I, I'd done it had hajj had before then. I had done umrah when I was younger. Yeah, that was my first hajj. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So you'd both been there. Prior yeah. to having children, yeah. yes. So you've having got both of you. Yeah. So both of you've had experience. Really yeah. How about yourselves? Have you done but, much um, travelling? Have we done well, much travelling with our children? Um, what with or done? without children, <laughs> together as a couple and stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, th- I think we've, we've both. Well, I travelled a lot before I got married. At least anyway, I used to go and see Mataya in the states quite a bit. Uh, he doesn't have any children, so um, I was his kind of honourable. Child, not <laughs> anyway. Um, other than that, I'd, I'd I'd gone to bits of Africa, and um, when we got married, we went to the south, south Southeast Asia. So um, yeah. that was our kind of um, my medical elective stroke honeymoon, all wrapped into one. Yeah, Southeast <laughs> Asia. You mean Pakistan? N- no, no. So we went to, we went to Malaysia and Singapore, you and then I had to go on to to New Zealand. Fantastic. Uh, and then we. We've travelled a lot with our... Probably our eldest has, alhamdulillah, had a lot of experience travelling. As well as going to her with Hajj, she's been to the States, she's been to Spain, she's been to Turkey, she's been to a lot of places. um, So how young young was she before you started travelling? I think she was about six... No, she was turning a year old, I think, when we first travelled with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what we did, the first time we took... Yusuf, he was to Pakistan, he just turned one. Yeah. Um, so I think that's when you sort of feel that bit more confident of travelling yes, with a young yeah. child, you know, when they get she, to that one year sort of age. Yeah. She I was th- crawling and still in nappies, so... Yes, she was, she was. At least she was walking around all over the place at Hajj. No, let's go back to the topic a little bit on hand. Um, you've been to Umrah or Hajj on your own, and... As an experience, you've got a lot more time on to deal with yourself. Travelling to to Umrah and um, with your children is obviously a different ballgame completely. Um, obviously, you wanted to gain some spiritual benefit, a lot of spiritual benefit from it, but you have to balance your needs with um, with those of your children. Um, how did did you prepare yourself mentally or physically for the experience and, and your and your children as well? I think for me it was. Um, I think I was very mindful from the outset because when we uh, we'd actually been thinking about Umrah etc for some time, and it was uh, really we thought when the kids are a bit older and actually our daughter 
Maha had been sort of mentioning for a year or two, love to go and see the Kaaba, you know, and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. which was really positive. So we thought, well, let's do it at an age when they're old enough to remember a little bit and also that, you know, it's it's kind of m- manageable. Yes. So I think when we had the opportunity this year, it was kind of things where the stars were aligning almost as the, the time, you know, almost Allah was calling you. So it was in the Easter holidays. There was a group going with the iSyllabus group with the Sheikh Rizwan. Um, and it was just kind of working out in terms of our youngest was also a bit older, so just over four. So we thought this was the right time. But I think for me mentally... Um, because my, my mum and dad came along as well, so okay. the, you know, oh, sure. the elders as well. So I think for me, mentally, I was thinking, look, for me, it's more about um, making sure that everybody else is, is comfortable and will be accommodated for, which has been very different to, I think, our previous experiences where we've got, you know, I, certainly when I've been in the past, it's been very much, okay, you'll stay for three or four prayers in one go, you just stay, spend a lot of time in the mosque with the Quran. Yeah. And just reflecting and be there for four, five, six hours at a time. For this time, I thought mentally for me, look, I know that's probably unrealistic because people are going to get hungry, people need to go, and go yes. to yeah. go to the toilets and refreshing. So mentally for me, I was took that pressure off a little bit and said, look, I'm not going to be able to sit down for, you know, four, five, six, time. seven yeah, hours. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's the same. I, th- I think I didn't expect um, that I was going to do a lot. Um, mm. I didn't... Um, you know, we weren't going to sit in the masjid for three, four hours, um, and and you know, and be able to have that solitude that you want, you know, with because um, um, we've got the children with us. So I think we can like I, I knew that it was going to be different, um, yeah. and yeah. just sort of being prepared for that mentally. And one of the things I think we, we did was try and mentally think that we'll take turns almost that you so you know, like you know, on some of the occasions when you went yourself to do an extra tawaf, etc. You know, yeah. I was in the hotel, look out, yeah, the kids were yeah. asleep or, you know, we'd get, you know, yeah. somebody else. So we tried to sort of rotate it rotate yeah. rather than trying to do it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just going back to about preparing for it, mm-hmm. um, Aman put together um, a quiz for the children yeah. um, okay. so that they could um, learn about some of the history and about the Kaaba and, okay. you know, and some of, um, and so that they had some knowledge before, Before, beforehand, okay. um, and I think that worked really well because they were yeah. sort of trying to compete with each other to get this quiz done. Um, oh, right, okay. And it wasn't, it was, you know. Because th- we were stopping over in Turkey for a few days right. and then right. to Makkah and Medina. And I think what I was very mindful of is that you can get o- often quite overwhelmed with so much information, especially, yeah. you know, because this is, you know, um, you know, this is the significant reason, you know, this is of significance, this place, or, you know, when they talk about. Oh, Ottomans, you know, who, who's all the Ottomans? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I, w- what I tried to do is that each one of the cities was do a little quiz where they could research a little bit. So, I thought, okay, when, uh, like, per- part of the Ziyarat, you know, you'll go to uh, Arafah, you'll mm-hmm. go to um, Uhud, etc. So, I wanted the kids to be, the older two kids, to be a bit aware of actually, this is the battles of Islam, for example, uh-huh. and this is mm-hmm. what happened there. Um, so it was just a bit of familiarity and it was nice because they got a bit competitive and they tried to do their own little quizzes really and, and fill it in. So I think that was probably trying to get them in the right frame of mind. Also for our oldest, I think we tried to get him to read a Sira book, some one of the children's sort of mm-hmm, Sira mm-hmm. books, just so that he's familiar with Mecca and Medina, etc. And I think the other thing I did, which I don't know if it's a good thing or not, was uh, create a, the, a YouTube playlist where they listen to, you know, a lot of the songs uh-huh. in Medina. You got oh, Mahazen, right. okay. Okay. you got some of the other ones where they were think, listening to that a lot. A lot. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I suppose that brings me on to two points you, that you were eased in by going to Istanbul beforehand. 
and just generally entering into a Muslim community and you know seeing some of the fruits and you know uh, of how Islam blossomed in you know areas where Islam had it come to directly as such you know it, it got transmitted there. Um, but the second thing is is about um, techno- modern technology is that nowadays it's very easy for us to you know just Google you know this is a Kaaba or somebody doing tawaf or you know um, even just look you know googling a picture of of the Kaaba and there it is. Mm. Whereas previously in, you know in, in previous times, even having um, an image of the Kaaba would have been quite rare. You know, an yep. image of the Kaaba or an image of you know the the the, the mosque of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And so, you know, I remember just growing up as a child, he had had he had this little thing that somebody brought home from Hajj or you know Umrah, etc. It'd be kind of framed as this, you know, this is, is a very valuable possession. Whereas mm-hmm. I think nowadays we have quite a lot of exposure to, uh, for good or bad, of uh, of, the, of the holy sites. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you could just Google Makam Ibrahim, well, um, and you know, you children, could, you, you kids will recognise this yeah. as Makam Ibrahim asked, or something. I asked or the another. kids before we went. I said, um, "How big do you think the Gaba is? Yeah. How big is it?" And they sort of looked at me like, "Oh, we hadn't quite thought about know, that. We yeah, really, we don't really know. Okay, yeah. Is it as big as our house? You know, is, is it bigger than that?" So they yeah. had no kind of sense, of, sense of yeah. what the scale or, or what you know. So, um, yeah. but I suppose it's familiar, familiarity, but it's not. Mm. That familiarity, I suppose, yeah. But it seems um, as if you made a quite a point to inculcate a sense of excitement about the journey with the children um, by listening to the sheets, by doing the quiz and so on and so forth. So it's something that you would recommend and encourage maybe parents that have got children old enough to be able to do those things with their children. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But I think one of the big things, certainly when... I think when Anybody that goes to Hajj or Umrah is they talk about you've got your practical preparation because sometimes course. you get caught up in the whole, you know, okay, you know, um, the rituals, okay, go around seven times and then what should I be reading and then to uncover my shoulder at what point or, you know, how do I put a ram on. So you often get caught up in the logistics and uh-huh. when mm-hmm. you go to these courses and seminars, so that was another really important thing. We went to one of the seminars did before you, okay. we went. Did you go with the kids? Or? Yeah, we yeah, deliberately right. took the kids along just so that they had... All of or even the youngest yeah, yeah, as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Just so they good. were prepared. Yeah, yeah. Um, and part of that was, you know, they always talk about getting spiritually um prepared as well mm-hmm. so even as an adult sometimes you struggle to do that because yeah, you don't get around to that so I think it was getting getting everyone in the right frame of mind um, so they could sort of maximise what they get out of it and see the significance I think, I think for, um, on this particular trip because we went to Istanbul first and we had Sheikh Rizwan with us from, from day one right. um, I don't feel like I did much sort of spiritual preparation beforehand for me it was very much okay some lists, what do the kids need, right, mm. clothes, okay, Istanbul weather is, you know, it was a bit chilly, you know, was, and um, Mecca and Medina was going to be really hot, okay, so I need two sets of clothes here, um, snacks, food, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, so, uh, you know, then we had, um, you know, mum and dad as well, so it was very much like, okay, I need to get my head around this of what am I taking, what am I packing, and I'm very much of a just-in-case packer, so right, I, okay. I pack too much up. Just in case I might need that, and yeah, just in case, a lot of time yeah. you don't need that. And I, I, I suppose traveling with children, you, there are a lot so of just in case. case. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I think for me it was more of when we got to Istanbul, and we started um, our sessions with Sheikh Rizwan, and um, and then getting to know our group. Um, I'm sure we'll come on to that about our yeah, group. Yeah. Um, and that was when 
get started for me. And you, I think you felt that yeah, sense of spirituality. Definitely, then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then when we when we finally were on the day of putting on our hirams and and then going and getting that flight and going to to Jeddah and then you know it was. That you were already in the frame of mind yeah, for by that for point. The, for thought, the, yeah, this is I'm ready for this, inshallah. You know, so so it seems as if um, did you was part of your reason for going to the Umrah that it happened to be with syllabus It had yeah. We, when we you know were you necessarily looking around for other packages at that point or other. No, <laughs> no. Well, there wasn't a way. I, th- I think we said if maybe a year or two ago that if we get the opportunity, we'd like to go as yeah. part of a group. No, we said okay. Like to, okay. Right. at some point, and as Yusuf was now coming to, you know, he's eleven, and we thought he's he's ready, um, right. and he's going to start high school this year. So it was always there, and then when we saw the syllabus, sort of, we seen it a couple of years ago, and we thought and we'd love to go, mind. but it was yeah, too, yeah, the kids yeah, were too yeah. early, and we thought oh, now it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. So, in yeah. if we do are in a position to go in a few years' time, then you would like to go with that group. There were, I think, in a way, that we were spoiled for choice a little bit. There were quite a lot of groups going. That were it was going at Easter right. time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we did sort of consider that. But I guess just the familiarity with having Sheikh Rizwan and, yeah. and the benefit was our number one choice. So we were very fortunate that. Alhamdulillah that, that happened in that way um, And I think So I, I think there's re- those real benefits In terms of the group itself um, And I think that made it Really for us as well There's two Made things it extra that, special for you So one okay. was I think the group was really helpful So every, um, everyone in the group actually helped out And ch- chipped in with the kids chip, a little okay. bit So And you had other kids there as well So, the, yeah. so that was the other thing One was with another family Which was uh, the children were of very similar ages Right. Yes. So I was going to say is That one of my recommendations would be If you are going as a family with young kids If you can go with another family. family at least oh. It makes it so much easier Because you know, they, have, we were, they have companions then, yeah. really, with each other. And it takes the pressure of us. If yeah. it's us all, you know, you can end up shouting, saying, you know, do this or do that, or, you know, it's, it becomes a bit too intense. Whereas they've got a distraction with their, yes. with their pals, and each one of them mm-hmm. are doing something. They've got, they've got their own time, and I think that made it extra special for them as well. And yeah. that was invaluable, that experience of doing with and another family. enough, yeah. Our group, group was absolutely fantastic. We yeah. had the most amazing group of people. Um, the other family that we went with, um, Saira and Shahid, um, our children already knew, you know, we were, were good friends, you know, before we went out on this journey. Um, and for them, it was... So, so Yusuf had a friend, um, so he was sorted, um, and uh, Maha became friends with Sheikh Rizwan's daughter, so she was sorted. And, and the young, little one had a friend as well, so he, he was sorted. So they all had a friend, which meant that they were happy. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't... We, we actually had... The, I think I, it bored I or saw the, the children thing. sometimes, um, especially when we were on the buses and travelling. You know, they'd be sitting with some baji or some uncle or some, you know, on, on the bus because someone's taken them away and said, "No, let them come and sit with us." Yeah. Um, so I think so we gave you a bit of respite then from whenever I, mean, I turned round, Umair mm-hmm. was on somebody else's shoulder. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so <laughs> yeah. it, it was just. Our group was absolutely amazing. Absolutely, yeah. amazing. I think that made the difference. Made I don't know if you, when you guys have travelled, has it been with other families at all, or have you met families there, or has it been yourselves? Um, more often than not, it's been by ourselves. Yeah. But sometimes, on occasions, we've had. Um, when we went to Spain last year, my brother and my sister-in-law went as well to the same place. So that was really 
great having them there and actually again it was that they're amazing by the way your brother is because <laughs> <laughs> they were all on the trip to Umbra with you as well he's on their um, shoulders on their sh- that, you know the shoulders I just mentioned <laughs> uh-huh. it was one of them yeah. okay well um, so that that helped us yeah. a lot and I think it's always a comfort to know that there's some other somebody else yeah. there um, so recently we uh, went with the children to Spain and my cousin was there and just having another yeah. another person that you know is it, it makes a lot of um, it makes it a lot easier, I suppose. Yeah. We've never done that before, Definitely. to be honest, going with another family or anything. Yeah. Like this is the first time. The first time we've done but, it. But, but just recognising that it makes it easier having another Definitely. family is There's something that, yeah. that means it. Generally, having having young kids, you, you're hypersensitive about the fact that you know they're annoying somebody or they're making a noise or a din in the supermarket on the bus on a plane or something or another, etc. And when you've got other people who have young kid young kids as well. You just it, it, it takes a, yeah, it takes the pressure off you because you know that they understand as well. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that did you? Sh- sorry, go on, go on. I was just going to say with Shazi and I think with the other families, I think you'd prepared quite a lot in terms of things to take for, especially our youngest to do and yeah, so, like colouring so and stuff like that. I suppose, and um, just to move on to sort of preparations, you'd already touched upon it that you were super prepared for anything that might have gone wrong um, travelling in terms of the travelling, was there anything additional that you would say oh definitely have this See, it would, in, in I think one thing that helped was um, they, they had their own bags, each child had their own rucksack or their bag Right. Okay. and I said to the older two, I said it's your responsibility to make sure that you're sorted with that, so they've got their reading book in there, you've got your colours and whatever else you want in there, your word search book if you want a snack, then come to me and tell me if it's finished, like brunch bars and right, okay. uh, chewing gum or sweeties, things like that, that it's not going to melt or, you know, make too much mess. Um, so they were responsible to make sure that their bags were every day um, packed up packed. in stock. I think yeah. we need to take yeah. notes here. Yes, we do. <laughs> I mean, we, do, we, we would generally do the same thing with our children, as although, uh, actually, we haven't said, um, we've got our eldest is 10 years old, then we've got a 7-year-old, um, and then a set of twin boys that are turning four, basically. Um, but on our recent travels, we've sort of done the same thing, is that they have their own backpack that yeah. they carry. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's maybe starting early with a three-year-old, um, but, you know, just encourage them in that sense of responsibility yeah, yeah, and you can pack what There's you want. There's only so much that you yeah. can carry as a parent. Yeah, how much, that's true. You know, literally, how much are you going to have in your in your hands? And now, you know, so, yeah, definitely, if they can take on that responsibility themselves. Then, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Even actually, the younger one, he knew that this was my colouring bag for to take to the it's masjid. Trunky thing, don't yeah, you? And it, oh, yeah, just trunky as well, which... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, inshallah. So, so that was, I think, giving them a sense of responsibility for their own trip, um, and then that definitely made things a lot easier. Definitely. Any and uh, a man, obviously, being a doctor, maybe Shazi didn't need to worry so much about the medicine side of things. But would there be anything in particular that you'd advise parents to take on a travel to Umrah or indeed Hajj if they were going with their children? Yeah. So obviously, you have to get all the vaccination or the meningitis before you go and get mm-hmm. the, the certificate. I think for me, it was, I, mean, I quite go through, you know, getting all the medicines together and stuff before we go. Um, apart from all the common ones, like, you know, you've got your calpols and your 
paracetamol, I think. Rehydration sashes, which I think we take every time. <laughs> never, never always bring them back, you know. Yeah. Fahad does the same you got, you got them, you know. And it tastes like sand. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> supposed to but taste like raspberry, aren't they? But they never yeah, do. I think, so. I think between all the, our, our group, I think we just had like a big pharmacy between us because we had like yeah. that many doctors Tourist, and pharmacists okay. that were traveling yeah, with that's us. That's always good because everybody, you know, leeches stuff off you. Yeah. You know, have you got any couple? I didn't bring any of you or something. That's it. I also was like the strep cells in the throat because uh-huh. we thought, you know, we might get throat infected, upper yeah. respiratory tract infections or chesty and stuff like that. So, but no, we didn't take anything extra on top of that in terms of, I think, common sense yeah. things to take. I think with a lot of these things, you can get everywhere, but it's just convenient. You if you've already got them, yeah. you don't have to go in the middle of the night looking for somewhere that's open. Yeah. Where yeah. You don't know the city. You've just, so, just packing. I think, I think we were very fortunate that um, the children, nobody fell ill. You're really um, humble. Yeah, yeah, you know, nobody, um, there's no fever, no, you know, tummy well, upset, so anything like that. Um, yeah. So, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Are there any facilities that you'd have, you know, to be able to go and see a doctor or something if somebody did get unwell? Mm, they probably were. I mean, we'd taken travel insurance and okay. stuff, so we've got all that organised again with okay. it. Um, now, Amanda, we're talking about... Um, people getting unwell at, at, um, at Umrah, Hajj, etc. And we're talking about what kind of facilities um, are that, you, that you might have to, to avail of, of what to do basically when somebody gets unwell. Yeah, I think that's one of the main anxieties that a family has. Uh, you know, as you, you know, you wonder, because we're so fortunate here with the NHS, you know, you yeah. just walk in wherever. And I think that's one of the big worries. Um, I think that's perhaps where the reassurance of going in a group helps because I guess yeah. you've got a tour leader or t- tour operator who hopefully has some local knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I know certainly in, humbly we didn't need to use anything, but I know in Saudi there's quite good setups because they've got so much experience with Hajj, etc. Yeah. Yeah. There's clinics, etc. Um, and I think for us it was also getting travel insurance to make sure we're covered that if, mm-hmm. you, know, if you do need to use anything. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of farm. Uh, my past experience, I think there's a lot of pharmacies. There you can are, get a lot of stuff are. over the counter, mm-hmm. which is semi more than you, perhaps what you can get here. Yeah. So um, I think you, you need to be mindful of that. Make sure you're covered. Make sure you've got some sort of you thought a little bit about what to do if there's a problem. Taking your repeat prescriptions, for example. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and pre-existing sort of health conditions. And I think the other aspect is obviously the hotels have got a lot of experience. So maybe contact the reception and they can always get in contact with medics and doctors mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, no, I think it's something that is anxiety for families, mm-hmm. but it's very much doable and so I think it depends where you're going. But for certainly yeah. for Omarai and Hajj, they have a quite good setup. So did you, what, you know, how long did it take you? You obviously stopped in Istanbul. Was there any long sort of waiting periods that you had with the children and obviously having the group? would have helped because there were so many people there but did you have any long waits or anything of that nature? I think the only one that I can think of is when we got to Jeddah and um, I think you sort of mentally prepare yourself for that one because you know it's going to happen Yeah. because you join the queue, the immigration queue and then the man that sits behind that desk decides he's going to go have a tea break and you're like <laughs> I've got little kids, you know, what you're doing. Um, so that happened. Um, okay. I think the man did go for a tea break. And they're saying checking their WhatsApp while they're talking to you and then they'll just get up and walk off. <laughs> you think you're screaming little kids are tanakered after a flight. So is it good to prepare your children yeah. for the fact that you might have a long wait, yeah. particularly in, J- in Jeddah? Uh, certainly when we were there, I think that was the same case when we went for Hajj um, with our daughter. And in fact, I think we we got separated as well oh, for no. a bit of time. Yeah, different coaches. Different coaches to oh, get gosh. to the hotel. Oh, but you know, but you, you, just that 
that can happen yes. and and be prepared for the hajj processing is even longer isn't it, it was, potentially yeah. and for you guys Stand how did you manage that it up. was a long I, I can't remember how Your many hours here no, it's, it's coming in an hour. It's, now it's yeah. gone. gone without you. <laughs> and, it, and it was that case because nobody would want, wanted to leave. Um, you know, um, our it was our gr- our group. Nobody wanted to leave, and you and my brother decided that you'll just go because I was like, well, it's not as if I need anything from Fahad yeah. whilst I'm holding the baby. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fine. My group was again very helpful, and they were quite accommodating. But how did you manage with the baby then? How did I manage with the baby? Um, the by womb. the blessings of uh, Allah, that's how I managed with the baby. No, she was at that age where uh, I was used to wearing her on a slink, and um, yes. okay. so she was right next to me. She wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, you know, she was still having bottled milk, um, and she could eat food. Not that she ate very much, but, mm. you know, it, just having her on the sling made a big difference yeah. because I could carry her and I could carry a backpack and, and sort of tend to her without while still having mm. my hands free. One of the big worries, I think, especially for young babies, is dehydration, isn't it? With yeah. the, you know, if you've got very young... Zumzum and, and bananas. And bananas. bananas. <laughs> but, but what we had done specifically because she was a baby um, is that we'd got one of the cycling, you know, the... The a rehydration tube. Rehydration tube that we just had a bottle of water or zumzum uh, in the backpack, and whenever she was thirsty, she could just. Oh, and that that made a lot of difference yeah. to us yeah. uh, in terms of not worrying that oh she's thirsty because you know sometimes you're travelling and taking a bottle out and you know finding anything can take a few minutes but that made it a lot easier. That's a good yeah. idea. That's yeah. really helpful. Yeah. I think for when we that long wait that we had, it's the same thing just to make sure the kids had um, snacks. Um, I think they ate a lot of snacks. Um, uh, the, our handheld, our suitcases became um, the boys sort of sat down on them and fell asleep. Fell asleep in the queue. So okay. She's sitting on the suitcase with their eyes closed. Right. Okay. Um, and the two little ones, um, they were playing with a trunky. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep, they were just playing with that and having snacks or a lollipop or something. It was. I think that's the key. A lot of dry snacks and stuff that uh-huh. you take and make sure you know, especially for these long waves. Yes. Yeah. Then, you can't even go and get go to a wee shop and buy something. And buy something, you know, of course. Airport because you're in the immigration queue so when once you arrive what how was the proce- actual process of doing the um, umrah with the with your children how how did you you know well, what time did you arrive for yeah well, well, that we would got to the hotel i think it was about four o'clock in the morning okay um and sheikh rizwan said asked us all would you like to go and get some rest or should we all go now and do the umrah and everybody said, "Let's go now and do it." Okay. Um, I think a lot, a lot of them had, you know, we all had a bit of a nap on the on the bus on the way from the airport to the hotel, um, and I think it was just that excitement of um, with, we're here now and nobody want, want to go and, and sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you know, Sheikh Rizwan also said that you know it, it's probably going to be a little bit quieter just now, just before Fajr. Um, so timing-wise, it was you know probably a good time to go. So. I think everybody said no. Let's let's just and and the plan was, we were all going to walk um, into the masjid together, mm-hmm. and uh, that first sight of the Kaaba, do that together as a as, as a, a group group, right? And then we did a collective dua, which was led by um, Sheikh Rizwan, and then you know we made our individual duas, and then after that we went off and did the Umrah itself in our own little smaller groups. Right, okay. So not as, as a one big group. As a big group. Okay. okay, no, okay. No, no. It was, I think you Logistically, just Logistically, it's not possible to go It's not big, possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's so difficult even in a small group. Yeah. Um, so I think it's also being mindful um, with a family that will take longer and some, you know, young 
you know, yeah, young you, people you, you, or single or, or couples yeah, yeah. just want to get on with it. So yeah, I think that's fairly absolutely reasonable. I had my mom and dad as well. So what we had decided was I was going to take my mom and dad to do the Umrah. Right. Um because on the, on the, was less busier and Shazia was going to go with the kids and also with the other family and you can probably talk a bit about what that experience that was like we, yeah so uh, we'd, to make it easier because um, we had the parents with us as well you um, a man um, took his parents and said look you know you get that done get, yeah. get you know, help them and get their umrah done and that takes that stress away you know that right. they're he's with them um I had um, Saira and Shahid, um, their family, right. and so we stuck together, um, and they were a huge help. Um, when we did the tawaf, um, so that was it. So we went to the the Kaaba first. We said, you know, we did a dua initially. You know, there were a lot of tears, and we saw it. And you know, how did the children respond to? Yeah, so, so see, the this, I, think, I mean. But, uh, Given the given the background that Fahad was saying is that where we're so exposed to images of the Kaaba, how yeah. how how, how what I think, was the response? I think that's what you know. I wasn't sure how they were going to respond or what. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yusuf, you know, our, our older one, um, he became a bit emotional, um, and to see him like that made me emotional. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, and like Maha, who's my eight-year-old, was saying, you know, why is he crying? You know, and said, Maha, you don't, you don't understand. It's okay. <laughs> you know, let him cry. It's fine. Um, you know, suddenly I was stood there, and uh, you know, his head sort of dug into my shoulder. You know, um, so he had his sort of own moment. And yeah. I think seeing that sort of really um, sort of melts your own heart. You know, when you see Quite your powerful. children, it's very powerful. The because we had said to all of them. What everyone tells you is that don't look at, don't look up till you get right yeah. to the front and then look up. So yeah. I think we'd sort of tried to prepare them a little bit about that and you know dua that's accepted when you see the Kaaba for the first time. So I think that yeah, and and and, and Maha and the, and, and my, my youngest, I think um, for them it was just it was quite busy. So I think it was just there's a lot of people here. Excitement and, probably. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, so then they were just enjoying this fun of being with their friends at uh, four o'clock in the morning. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like it's, this is—it's <laughs> an unusual and uh, uh, you know um, an exciting experience, yep. I suppose, for uh, somebody that age to be with their friends and be doing all of the stuff that they wouldn't otherwise have yes. an opportunity yep. to do. And is that real sense of safety there? I mean, it with. Yeah, you know, you're not always looking over your shoulder. Something no. bad's going to happen. Apart from okay, they might get lost or might be too busy. Of course, of course. But it's that you know, that real sense of safety and serenity there. You know, in terms of you let them run about a little bit, and you're less worried about. So did you did you have anything that you thought because you were with the kids that was a particular challenge in terms of doing the the off was a challenge was it? I mean I'm okay. not going to say it was it was easy it wasn't uh, it was a challenge and you did it down I, on the ground closer floor. to the yeah. the gaba yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. on the ground floor it was busy um, so what I found was because my, the, my younger one's four years old um, and um, he wanted to be lifted because he was getting you know, tired yeah, tired and yep. squashed and people like pushing. Um, and I can't, I can, I can pick him up for a short while, but he's but you not know, for not that for long. length of time, of course. Um, so Alhamdulillah, we had because again, because I was with um, Sayyid and Shahid, Shahid Shit. had him on his shoulders. Um, so one round of Tawaf, um, he he would have Omer on his shoulder, and then and then the next round he would have his daughter on his shoulder, and I would hold Omer. Right, and then the third round, you know, so yeah, just so took, it, uh-huh. took it in um, turns. Yeah, took it in turns, and uh, I would say from the entire Umrah. I think that Tawaf was the hardest. Um, so you, you did, you did as well, yeah. and it tired. you did do more than with the children. 
dwarfs with the children? We did. Um, we did. Uh, with the ch- we did one more with the children after that. Yes, we yeah. did. We and did, did you again um, do it in the same um, closer, or did you go upstairs? Actually, when we did it, when we did it again with just the two older ones, uh-huh. um, we did it on the ground floor, and we we said to them, "This was, I think, a couple of days after." Because I had a dwarf with them, you see, so yeah, I didn't it with mum and dad. Oh, so right. Okay, so you I wanted, wanted to, to do it with them as yeah. a separate right, dwarf. Okay. So we did that as a family, and um, with the younger two, they were at the side. Um, and so I think they, re- you know, was, uh, for so me that was a special. So moment we said to the children, we said, um, "Do you want to touch the gaba?" Okay. And they said yes. We said right, okay, we'll try. Let's see how this goes. Of and uh, you know, and yeah, we, uh, we sort of, you know, as, as each dwarf, you sort of make make your way closer. Closer, yeah. Um, and I think this is where it also helped that they'd done this wee quiz beforehand because they knew that, you know, the the um, the hadim, they knew that that part of the Gaba is actually sort of being so inside the Gaba. Yes, yeah. Um, and so as we got closer, um, we found ourselves that when we were actually almost there to touch it, it was just at the corner of the Hatim, so we kind of pushed the kids in a bit. Yeah. It's like, right, you're literally in the Kaaba. Right. Um, and so we had, I had Maha in front of me, so she had her hands against the Kaaba wall and I was protecting her. Right. And you had, uh, Yusuf had his hands against and the Kaaba wall and a man was, you know, in, in, uh, looking after him and we said, right, kids, you literally got seconds here, do some quick du'as and we're going to make our way back because they I were getting, yeah. you know, and at that point, I think, Maha did. She, there were some tears because she was getting um, pushed. You know, pushed, it was yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite an intense. Yeah, intense. Yeah. It was getting hot by this, you know. And um, but I think for them, it was when we pulled them out of that, and you know, they had their moment. We took them out and said, "They were just like that was." But I think the other thing for me was that it was, we made a conscious thing that look with the black stone and these no, other things. No. Like, just no, avoid no, no it. Point, just, yeah. really okay. with, no, no. It's d- difficult enough, it as, is, difficult enough as an adult, you know. Yes, yeah. yeah. Forget about a child. Well, no yeah. point yeah. putting them in that sort of situation where I think it'd be distressing. And um, so were, there, were there any other sort of safety precautions that you took? You know, for example, you know, if the children got lost. Had you given them the any advice, yeah. or had you? Did they have a mobile? I don't know. Did you do anything? So Write the, their mobile number, have it stamped and tattooed on their arms. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm just. So we had um, labels that they had to keep on at all time, right. and I right, had okay. the details of the hotel and the phone number. Um, but with the older two, what we did was whenever. We, in the first day or so, I think we said, look, here's your orientation a little bit, you know, right. there's a clock tower, here's the shops or the entrance we're coming, mm. and your gate number, so if you ever get lost, you know, this is almost your reference point. Of course. And they kind of knew the hotel as well, so again, we said, look, worst case scenario, you know, just tell somebody that's where your hotel is. Right, but okay. Having the phone number was the main thing. The main thing, uh, okay. On their sort of, the badges, which we made sure they carried all the time. I think, I think because we were you know, a lot of the time with um, Saira and Shahid's family that there was enough of us to know that the, no, no child got missed. You know, that, yeah, you know, yeah. Because like the, the, they were with their friends. Yeah. So the yeah. Two, two boys were together, so at least up. they were stuck. Yeah. They were kind of okay. glued at the hip and same with the, you know, the and younger then, then ones. And we so. were with our larger group together. Um, everybody just looked out for the kids because they were the only children that were the there. Okay. Yeah. And so literally it was, you know, everybody... T- was where they gone now? Where's the where Where's Yusuf now? Or where's Maha? You know, so yeah. did, you, did were you concerned about that at all? Like, were you sort of keeping an eye out and still being parents as we are? Okay, saying, oh, where have they gone to? Or were you sort of reassured by the fact that somebody in the group was taking care of 
the children and they weren't going to be sort of lost or, you know. I think I was very conscious, and I think particularly for the first few days, but I think after that, I Did you get got settled? a little bit yeah. more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also knowing that they were then familiar, having gone to some prayers, that they kind of got used to the route that we were going and the way we were going and what time we were meeting, etc. And after this prayer, this so we had a kind of, each day we had a very similar routine of when we would go for food. Yeah. Right, between okay. this prayer and that prayer so I think that became a bit of a habit as well so I think that became a wee bit easier What kind of stuff would you do in between prayers? So In Mecca I think it was we would either go back to the hotel for periods between food um, as well isn't it? Between Asr and Maghrib that was always back at the hotel Right Because okay. after Asr prayer Shere Kuzban did his reminder Right um, and we'd We'd gather as a as a group. As a group, uh-huh. okay. Um, and then Maghrib, we would go to the masjid, and then we'd have food. Between so Maghrib, Maghrib and Isha was was food, and then pray Isha, and then head back to the hotel. Um, and did you find the kids there? I mean, were they were, were they, they were they happy with because the food? Because the and different food, and you know, food wasn't a problem. I think they enjoyed. We we deliberately tried to try different things, you know, in terms of just there's lots of you know. Up uh, now, sort of, you know, javel and right, all that okay. sort of stuff, and then the, you got obviously you got your fries and your burgers and so, stuff. So, so what helped was we took um, we took with us plastic uh, plates and spoons from mm-hmm. here, ones that you can wash. Right. Um. So you know, on there was there were times when we when we bought um like you know roti and salon and right. we back to the hotel and then in our rooms and got our plastic plates out and then you know it was easier just to just feed them inside uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah we know so that experience that w- <laughs> of we don't want to sit inside the restaurant okay um uh, did you take any uh, you, obviously you're saying you took plastic plates but did you take any additional toys i know that you said that they took things that they wanted in the bags um shazia but did you okay did you take any digital media or something mm. along those lines or was that there a conscious was, there was no choice uh, yeah, did no. you decide uh, not was, to take I that had, um in the hotel room sometimes i'd let the younger one go on okay but apart from that it would stay in the room it, and was the that a, or anything no was that conscious choice on yeah, your yeah, part definitely. just to yeah, yeah, sort definitely. of make sure that they were feeling the spirituality yeah. there but i think one of the things that we, we, we're very conscious of is that whole idea of just trying to disconnect from what you're used to. So, I mean, I think we consciously said to them at the end, look, you didn't need to watch TV for the last two weeks. You know, you didn't really need to... Yeah, <laughs> go on the, the iPad. I didn't hear the word PS4. PS4, all these things. So <laughs> you could hear that word for two weeks. <laughs> and it's that whole thing that you can do it if you, you know, if you kept busy and you have things to do. So you don't have to be reliant on these. So we're trying to make that point. Point to the children, yeah. Very mindful. They did, I mean... The older boys <laughs> they, they enjoyed watching the movies on the plane. Okay, you know, of they course. Got, they, they caught up with all their movies on the plane, which I think fair enough. You know, to pass some of the time. Yeah, yeah. But I think once we were there, we were very conscious that like, you don't need to. And by the time we got back to the hotel, and so they're often quite tired, had a bit of wind down time, mm. and then they would get to bed. So. Right. Okay. What, what helped with Omer, the younger one, the uh-huh. four-year-old, was he had um, he had his coloring books and colors that he'd picked himself from here right. um, and he knew that he knew what was in his bag and him and Rukia would sit down and um, just start and colour yeah, and, and um, so that was their sort of main and they, had, they took um, plain paper lots of plain paper right. so that they could make cards or they could just draw, draw okay. and, uh, and he, actually he one night we've got a lovely picture of it he, um, we were sitting I think it was after Maghrib uh, on the top floor 
um, and of the masjid and he drew the Kaaba um, and it was beautiful <laughs> and, and he, uh, he was so proud of it and so were we um, so um, yeah that this sort of stuff that if you know what your child is interested in yeah. yes. um, involve them in in sort of choosing their toys you can't take big bulky stuff of course, obviously of course um, I wouldn't uh, uh, recommend a ball that's not a good idea uh-huh. did you um, take a ball? <laughs> yes and we had are a, you talking about a small ball? we or had a, a small ball but it was it was more <laughs> and the ball ended up going somewhere where it shouldn't have done. Oh, and right. okay. um, don't <laughs> don't show how much I can say. But um, yeah. let's just say a ball is not a good idea. <laughs> okay. I'll we tell you that. one interesting reflection that we had. So we would sometimes eat outside um, uh, with families, you know, with one or two families that were joining uh-huh. us. and Because um, Dr. Nazim's family were there as well on some days. So they had some food left over. So, it was, you know, I guess you try to teach kids a bit of less. So the older two boys, um, our Yusuf and Shahid and Cyrus Yusuf, said, look, here's some food. Can you give, go give it to a poor person? Right, OK. And they got into you know, fluster and a panic. They said, how do you know who's a poor person? So <laughs> we'd like to look, have a look around you, work it out and go give it to somebody. And they become really outside their comfort zone. They became, oh, what if we give it to somebody who doesn't need it? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. because in this society, they don't have to do anything like that, of you know? Um, and even with homeless people, it's kind of a different relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was really interesting seeing how they dealt with that situation. And we got that them to do that about two or three times. And one of the times the person took it, one of the times the person didn't want it. So they came out, oh, they don't want it. And said, look, you know, just, you know, gave it. So that idea of sharing and stuff was, I think, taking advantage of that. But it's just interesting how, you know, we often take it for granted in terms of, um, you think, okay, you can just think about, you know, who a poor person might be. But for for them... They're not familiar enough with, yeah. It's not their norm. You know, at that age, you know, primary seven age... They don't really had to think about poverty and look actually let's give it to somebody directly, you yes. know. And somebody, you know sometimes a lot of people used to give it to the cleaners and stuff, you used mm-hmm. to give them food and money, etc. So I think that idea of charity was really important. Mm-hmm. We wanted to sort of yeah. make a point. Because you of and they often talk about that when you go to some of these country poorer countries in Pakistan, etc. You know, you see that poverty right in front of you and yeah. trying to make you recognise and think about that. Whereas in this society, we perhaps are a bit um, distanced from that. Okay. Um, it's obviously quite a holistic experience that you try to make for the, make, make for the kids. Um, in terms of Ziarat as well, what did the kids make of that? And obviously, Ziarat to the, to, to, to the Kaaba itself, obviously that was the number one major thing that obviously brought them out into tears, but... Think of a sites in Makkah and Medina. How did they respond to that? Um, well, I think we were we were fortunate that we did. We had walking tours with Sheikh Rizwan, and um, I think for them to you know literally we walked to you know um, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu's house, where you born. know where he was born, um, and so having that I think um, really made it sort of real for them as well. Um, so I think I remember when we went to um, in Mecca when was it the uh, Hilton up the escalators? Yeah, and, the original Hilton, uh, the, the old Hilton, and and then Sheikh Rizwan said, right, okay, so this was where Abu Bakr's house was. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. the top of the escalators. <laughs> you know. the Rolex and we're like, wow, okay, Donald's, you yeah. know. So I think um, that made it gave it that extra sort of um, 
experience for us and for the children. Okay. Um, so, one final thing I would just say in terms of memories. One thing that you did deliberately was made sure they all got a prayer mat, a jan mat, and prayed with it there. They, that they took from no 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 that we they bought, bought one there. from there okay. played with it and brought it back so they would then Associate bring a piece of that yes. back with them and that's a lovely Shazia thing did a bit of the shopping but so you're very conscious of making sure that they had that yeah, something that, to bring back that's quite nice another thing they did we did we um is is diaries they took uh, little books with them well the older two okay and um just to write down each day uh, what, what they, did. they did and how how they were feeling. Uh, Yusuf didn't sort of keep up with that as much. You know, he's got some blanks in there. Um, <laughs> he was sort of tired a lot of times when I said, right, get your diaries out. Maha did. You know, she was writing down how she was feeling and uh, what high that's been that day. So that you know, even keeping in small little diaries, uh, it was definitely a good idea for them. Um, any sort last? Um, well, what was your most memorable part of your visit? My most memorable part, there's not just one. I think there's, there's so many. <laughs> it's difficult to say. I think one of them was definitely um, seeing the children and, and their sort of um, responses and reactions to everything. Um, definitely that. And also, I was quite anxious about my experience at the... or what it would have been like at the Rauda yeah. in Medina. I was... Um, and I had the best experience. Mashallah. Uh, I, the more I, I, I had, I'd sort of worried about that and was so anxious about that, I, I was taking a man's mum with me um, in the wheelchair and I was, I was worried that something was going to go terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the complete opposite. Um, For me, I think it was similar to Medina. I think just uh, relaxing and uh, chilling with, with Shahid and the boys really in Medina and we would stay there for periods and just, it was just so calm and serene I think for me that's quite memorable So, Can I just ask as a last question <laughs> having been to Umrah as a family would you ever consider taking your children to Hajj? No <laughs> <laughs> uh, No <laughs> not, not maybe Yusuf maybe the older one but, yeah, but not 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 a four-year-old um, for Hajj. N- no. Okay. Okay. What would you? What about you guys? Obviously, we took well, you, you a, had a baby. baby. <laughs> um, I I, I was impressed because it was a family that actually took um, as long as uh, I think they were. She had four or maybe five children that they took, oh. and Subhanallah, they managed it. Um, but it obviously has its um, difficulties. So um, pray to Allah if you're, you know, and ask for ease if yes, you're yes. if you are taking. The I, I remember when we were on Hajj and there was in our in Mina in the tent. Um, there was a, a family with young children and they, and they struggled. The child kept crying all the time, and you know. Yeah. It's doable. It probably depends on the age of the children and. So I think if you know it's doable, but I think with Hajj it's also, this, you know, especially in Mina and the tents, etc. It's, it's quite difficult, even for an adult. It, mm-hmm. It's quite exhausting, you know, and coming and the travelling and patience. But so thank you, Jazakallah, for Jazakallah coming Jazakallah in and speaking to us today. Um, so um, thank you to you, Aman, and to you, Shazia, and to my husband who <laughs> finally agreed to do this interview with with me. Jazakallah, <laughs> Jazakallah. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.